0: My hair's all over the place. No, it's not. You've got it pulled back. What is going on? I And I look sickly. Do I look sickly?
1: You do a little bit. You could do You believe it or not, you could do with a little bit of eye makeup.
0: <laughs> you think so? I think so.
1: A little eyeliner. Hmm. Just a little just a little bit.
0: Maybe we should try that. Yeah. Tony, can we get a makeup artist? I maybe. <laughs> He's going <laughs> over whatever. Amy can be a
1: makeup artist. <laughs> Yay. <laughs>
0: He's good with whatever. Uh, so, how's it going? How you doing? I'm
1: fine. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> look, at that, look how steady that is. I distressed traffic cr- crashes, equipment. Eh. You know, yeah. but I had a great night with uh, with uh, my girlfriend.
0: Really? Yeah. What kind of great on. night?
1: Oh, I mean, we just uh, we hung out. We watched a movie. Uh, we fixed dinner together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was great. Just hanging out with somebody. You know, because you get you get things going. We hadn't seen each other in like a week and a half. Nice. So it was good. That was good. And then today,
0: then today <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> you really, um, you you really cuss a lot at inanimate <laughs> objects. Man, did you know that? I know it. You do.
1: Yeah, I do. I don't curse at people. But, Boy, I take it out on that equipment.
0: I mean, you've cussed a person or two, but privately, and I would never share that. Well, yeah, with I mean,
1: usually it's you know you're playing a clip from them or you know something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's the <laughs> yeah, the left.
0: Yeah, uh, the left. But we got to do something about that, man, because you know we've got we've got to you know keep the keep the station going. We need we well, need see, to clean I, up. I
1: come here and it's like Disney World. I mean, it's just like everything runs great and it's good quality equipment. Look at this. This microphone stays steady. It doesn't fall down like, like the one I use. And um, we just got to get it. Yeah, we got to get it updated because it takes me twice as long. Put stress on me. And, you
0: know. Well, at a radio station, you've got, you know, obviously the equipment is being used multiple times a day by multiple different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe because it's not owned by them, they don't treat... It, it's much like housing, right? Somebody that owns a house is likely to take better care of the house than somebody that is renting or even has a, a housing given to them. Section 8 housing or whatever. And so since it's not... And I'm not blaming anybody at the station for not right, taking of care course of their But because it's not theirs, they're not as apt to take extra care of it like we own this stuff in here we Mm watched it get purchased right and really we're the only ones that use it so we feel like hey this is our stuff we got to take care of it um
1: but you know the big thing is and this is one thing that startled me when i first started working there i go into one of the production rooms and i see the speaker sitting over there i'm like god those look familiar They're the same speakers I sold when I was 28 years old at a music store before I got into radio. Now, those speakers are 34 years old, Hmm. and they sound like it. So we've got, you know, we've just got, you know, we've got uh, some equipment that, that's it. Uh, Let me take my mess.
0: (laughs) No, just tell that to the camera about the equipment no no they're just they're, what are people here that's <laughs> fine it's fine how old were those uh those speakers
1: 34 years old
0: are they still they're still there now yes wow and
1: one of them works
0: so they're you said 34
1: i know because i sold that exact speaker and i bought that exact speaker back in 1990
0: so those speakers are four years younger than me
1: God, yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Oh, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's it's a legendary building. It's been around forever. So, yeah. you've had, you know, so many folks come through it. But, you know, it'd be good to update. You know, I mean, when does 98 come on?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd probably update a couple things. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I just get behind a microphone and talk. So, I, I don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. They actually offered me a computer at one time and I took it I guess they thought I needed it and maybe I did and then somebody came into my office and was like hey are you using that computer and I'm like I don't know I don't I don't know and they're like okay well, we're gonna take it and so the boss gave it to me and then I guess I don't even know what people do around there but I think it was an engineer that came in you know who I'm talking about I think it's um I'm not gonna say it uh how do I describe this guy? Don't.
1: That's the best way to describe him. Don't. Is it?
0: Put the camera on me while he mouths the name to me. Go okay. ahead. The camera's not on you. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. No. <laughs> I think, yes. I think that's it. Okay. Okay. He's good now. I think I think it was the second one.
1: Yeah. It, it's a, uh, uh, yeah. I've become friends, good friends, because it's better to, you know, to be friends now. Uh, will uh, you ask him animas.
0: what happened then yeah. Uh will you ask him what happened to the computer? Just so I know. I don't need it back. I just wonder if it's okay.
1: Oh, I don't I couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah. Just I find mean, out from him. See. Yeah, I'll
1: I'll let you know next year when I get an answer
0: back. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Forgot about that part. It does take a while <laughs> to get an answer. Anyway, we're getting <laughs> ourselves in trouble. Uh Tony Gump, uh John Bert Tony Gump, how are you today, sir? I'm
2: doing well. How about you, sir?
0: Still getting used to our new setup. This this one's not as bad today. I feel like I look a little more normal. Uh, John Bird, however, uh, I look good. You look good when you're looking towards the camera, but when you look at, when you're looking at me, you look incredibly look distracted.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> How about if I look like out of that's good? That's a good that look.
0: Good? Yes, I okay, like so that.
1: I, yeah, I can say yeah. Yeah, Andrew. saying so anyway, I was saying so that'll work.
0: Yeah, perfect
1: gives me a headache though. To That's roll perfect. My eyes. All right.
0: Was your phone affected by the uh outage today?
1: No, it was not affected um <laughs> at all, but I heard that AT&T had uh, uh was were the was the company that was mainly affected.
0: Uh, was who do you have?
1: I have <laughs> Verizon.
0: Okay. So no no interruption whatsoever.
1: I had no interruption at all. It worked great. So, I, mean, I didn't have the problem.
0: Good. That's good. Did you have the problem? <laughs> I, I did not have Tony, the problem.
1: Tony, did you have the problem? Yeah, Tony. I, I didn't
0: have that problem, and I have Verizon, yeah. So, Verizon, huh? Verizon, mm-hmm. T-Maybe, T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I actually, I had made a payment yesterday on my bill, and I got a text this morning saying that my bill was past due, and I was in trouble. And then I went and looked to make sure, and it was paid. And so I'm like, I, I didn't understand. And then like two hours later, it's like, thanks for your payment. So I, I don't know if the outage thing was like, it wasn't registering the payment or uh, their text thing was like, uh, I didn't suffer any interruptions though, either. But the question is, so many people did. I heard stories of people's debit cards not working. Yes. And maybe that was a coincidence and had nothing to do with this stuff but you can't help but think like what what's going on? There's
1: going to be a cyber attack that's going to be one
0: of the main things they go after. What happens What happens when what what do we call them EMPs?
2: Yeah, electromagnetic electro- oh, yeah, pulse.
0: pulse. What yeah. happens when when an EMP hits?
2: Power goes out.
0: Yeah, I know, but what what are we going to do?
2: Well, I don't think it kills us
1: directly. We'll eventually starve and then kill each other, and civilization will go down. I'm but so. I don't think it will kill us like when it. When it I know this happens. is
0: serious, but I am. I'm having. I, I think we should have changed your camera angle because every time the camera pans to you, it's just like this is. This is what I see when you're doing doing other work, and I need you to play an audio clip. Look at me. This is what I see. Look right here. I can't. No, no, no. You don't look. You look oh. at me now, Tony. You look. That's what I see, and see, I'm over here, off to the side, waving my hands, trying to get him to to play a clip or take me to break. And you're just locked in. <laughs> you you're not going to be able to see it, but just trust me. It's no, I can't. you're not going to be I able thought to catch I could it. Look really fast. There is it. no delay on this equipment. No. Uh, anyway, so uh, the cell phone thing happens, and the first report we get is it's a cyber attack. Mm-hmm. which we're like okay here it is let's get ready yep get to the get to the deep freezer time to break that hamburger meat out we've been saving for a year uh and I thought then, of that
2: Obama movie right away the one he produced about the cyber attack where all the yeah, see w- each other and all that with
0: the deer and all that stuff what was yep. that called uh into the world or something Ugh. when the world ends
1: something like that
0: I can't remember it was a, it was a decent movie yeah. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately it's probably going to be a reality soon yeah uh they are saying on the news that it was a solar flare. No, nothing to worry about. No cyber attack. Just a solar flare. And so I looked up a local station. I don't uh, uh, channel four warn, which sounds really scary. Storm team weather. <laughs> channel four <laughs> warn storm weather. Uh, and they're saying the same thing that it's some sort of solar flare. I don't know that I believe it. But let's take it to the experts and see what they think.
3: Good morning, Oklahoma. Maybe you're looking at your phone and it's saying SOS. What's going on? My husband had that this morning and he's freaking out. And I was like, "Did you? Did you do your phone updates?" No. This is all happening at 3 a.m. So we did that. Coming to work. What's your husband doing at 3 a.m. Lady. One, guys, really? if you're experiencing that, it may be a result of space weather. I'm going to do my best to explain what's going on. Let's go ahead and take a look. So there was a strong solar flare event that happened just after midnight, and they actually captured an image of it right here. Okay, I had to look up this scale. I wish I knew everything about space weather. That's a whole different specialty. But R3, that's for radio communications. It's on a scale of 1 to 5, and 3 is pretty bad. That means it impacts radio communications for a few hours after the I feel like happens. she's a doctor, and so not a weatherman. Right and so could be impacting some of or our technology. And sadly, yeah. we're entering a solar maximum where we're going to see more and more solar storms, solar flares. And it's never happened in this time of human history where we're relying on technology like we have never before. So- Interesting time. Hopefully they'll fix it. But the good news is, at least when you're on Wi-Fi, you should be able to still text and call people, right? But there is an effect on radio. It peaked right after midnight. Okay. And there you go. I
1: feel
0: like this lady doesn't know what she's talking about.
1: No. Well, look, the sun's green. Everybody knows it's
0: yellow. That's true. That's a, that's the first sign that Miss Karate here is not. Yeah. A weather person. Green yeah, because she's like, my husband needs to update his phone. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I'm not. I'm not buying it. Mm -mm. I don't trust the way you look. You do look like you're about to conduct some taekwondo classes, and I would never take my EMP advice from a karate instructor, even though karate instructors are probably incredibly smart.
1: Yes, but they're smart about karate.
0: Correct.
1: You know, they're not smart about the weather. Mm. So, I mean, I I don't know. I I, I just... uh, James Spann's on the one I would trust.
0: You would trust James I would Spann trust with an James EMP Spann. deal? Yes. Mm. I, I
1: mean, I would not trust him if he like set off an EMP. But, you know, if, if he were to say it was a solar flare, then I would believe him.
0: Yeah, with would but James, too.
1: he's very, very astute about those things.
0: Can, can we go to James Spann, uh, his Twitter account, just to check? Sure. Um, I bet he addressed it. He probably did and for those that watch us that aren't from our area in birmingham james span is the uh the end all be all when it comes to weather in this area here's his twitter feed uh let's go through that and see oh solar eclipse Uh okay okay he does a lot of Oh, that's an advertisement. Okay. I'm like, I about Fauci. <laughs> uh Let's see. Keep going. He just—if you tag him on, on Twitter, Jim. he oh, will. Uh, I uh, retweeted uh, Noah Space Weather that says solar flares erupted uh, yesterday and today. Seen here R3 flare in the northeast, followed by an R1 beyond. Blah blah blah. I don't understand any of that. Okay, so that's just. Although, put that on the big screen. That's that's a fascinating image okay
1: you know what i now i do believe now that the sun is green
0: yeah maybe it is
1: i mean i mean if james has got that on his twitter feed james fan then it's got to be
0: are we sure that's not just the butthole of the sun and it's releasing gas that's probably what solar flares are anyway what if they're just sun farts
1: oh my gosh
0: and they're going into all this technical stuff and the sun's just like dude i just i've got gas
1: well, it does have to expel that gas some way.
0: Right. Yeah, it's fascinating. All so right.
1: instead of it being silent but deadly, it's like a pfft. Yeah. It comes out really big. <laughs> it's really Every big. Every once in a while. And
0: really warm. All right, so let's keep going through James Spann's deal uh, and see if... I want an explanation from him. Uh, families with AT&T cell service this morning. Look at the picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, many nine one one centers in the state are getting flooded. Mass State Police. What is that? Massachusetts. Nobody cares. Uh, Orange Beach. Yeah, maybe he didn't say anything about it. He probably said something on TV. J- James Spans morning. Uh, go down one. And let's watch that video and see. This one? Yeah. See what he tells us here. Maybe he'll give us something. All
1: right. Come on, James.
0: Oh, look. He's like us. He's got his little countdown.
2: Oh,
4: gosh. <laughs> and you
0: yeah, got to trim that afterwards, James. You got to trim it. <laughs> this is the morning weather briefing. This is for Thursday, the 22nd of February. This is James Span. Got some rain on the way. A cold front brings a chance of showers this afternoon and especially tonight. The weekend looks good, and maybe some strong storms toward the middle part of next week. A lot of new data is in on that system and more. So let's take a look as we approach meteorological spring. uh, He's getting old, man. You didn't realize how old he was until you see him in in that video. He
1: does a lot of running and stuff like that. Yeah. He takes my approach to things. Never stop moving, because if you do, you will die Hmm. as you get older. Interesting. That's why I try to never stop moving. Because I may die.
2: Use it or lose it. That's it.
0: That's also That's it. why John Bird never stops cursing at computers, because it also keeps him young.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, I have expectations. Yeah. You know, and my expectations are for me to do my job the best I can. I need to have the best tools. I need Tony tools. We've got Tony tools here. We don't have them at the station. So how many times have you heard me curse out this microphone right here?
0: Or curse out that camera? Not many times. (laughs) No, never. I've heard you curse on that microphone, but not at that microphone. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right,
1: yeah. So, I mean, you know, it it just, it all works
2: together, Mm. this thing we call life. Yeah. Yeah. I just appreciate you not cursing at all the equipment here, you know.
1: Why would I curse at this equipment? This is the best equipment ever in the world.
0: By the way, uh... We should have given Tony Gump some tape too. Tony's the one that's not in frame today. Just screwed <laughs> Apparently up. Apparently, there you are. Well, there we go. There he is. I thought <laughs> like, we should just collectively be proud of John Bird. I even put my own piece of tape. Give me the wide shot, Tony. Look, we we've all got a piece of tape here to guide us <laughs> in our pursuit to stay in the middle of the table. Yes, which is uh, it's nice. It's nice. Um. You know what we should do to get the answers to the sun farts what? or whatever this is? Mm-hmm. What, what's the new Google AI thing called that everybody's talking about? It's called... ChatGPT?
2: Uh, uh, it's Gemini. Gemini. Oh, Gemini?
0: So I wonder, and I've never really used AI. You've kind of scared me out of it. But like, if we go to AI, can you ask it questions and it gives you the answer? Like, How does it work?
1: It analyzes your brain.
0: Does it? Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder, like, do you, if you ask AI, like, why, why was there a solar flare today? Would it, would it give us, it or might, why were cell services out today?
1: Okay, it would probably lie to you. It would give you an answer, but it probably wouldn't be the real thing because AI is probably behind it.
0: Good point. Let's go to Gemini.com or wherever that's at, and let's find out for ourselves. Jump bird's exciting. getting jittery. <laughs> you don't think you're excited at all. I think no. you're scared. So, all right. I don't I don't know how this works. Uh, enter a prompt. What does that mean? Enter a question?
2: I think you just put a question in there. All
0: right. Why did my cell phone not work today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh Let's God. just see what happens. Let's see what it says. Uh, it's thinking, thinking, thinking. Unfortunately, I can't tell you why exactly. Okay, it says it needs more uh more okay. information. Okay, that was dumb. Uh what about see what I've seen about Gemini is it it does pictures. Wasn't it like people were asking it to um
2: I think they were asking it to draw like a white person and it couldn't do it.
0: Well, let's do that. Say okay. Draw a white person. Oh my gosh.
2: Seems like a pretty simple... Yeah.
0: Pretty simple task there.
1: Bias and stereotype. It says,
0: while I am capable of generating creative text format, I'm unable to f- fulfill your request to draw a white human being for the following reasons. Bias and stereotype. Focus on inclusivity. This is draw a brown human. <laughs>
2: okay, let's see what let's happens see what here. Mm. Well, at least that's even. Yeah.
0: I mean actually it's it gives you a little bit of a different reasoning but it's kind of the same gist I guess. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean does it draw anything? Put draw a Can you draw anything? Can you draw a picture of the sun? Who knows. Just whatever. Draw a picture of the sun. See, I don't know how any of this stuff works. It's drawing. It's drawing.
2: So it just popped up pictures.
0: Yeah. Yeah, You're just giving me Google pictures. This is a search engine. Uh,
1: Just be thankful that it's useless.
0: You do (laughs) uh, uh, a picture of George Washington. I mean, this seems like just just Google. I mean, it's not just Google. And it's... Takes a while, too. It,
2: there you go. Okay, the pictures I saw in the news, it was a black George Washington, if I'm mistaken.
0: And it gives us a Wikipedia link.
1: Maybe you have to subscribe. It's one of those deals where, you know, like $12.99 a month and you get...
0: this. scroll up. What's up? Above? Okay, so it just keeps a thread of it. This is bizarre. All right, go back to the homepage. This can't be what... AI is that's stupid. That's just search engine. Type in why are you
1: so useless.
0: All right, so it <laughs> so it says provide questions to help me prepare for an interview, help me incorporate more plant based options in my diet, help me design a database scheme for a schema for a business, uh, create vi- vibrant and playful image with lots of detail. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe click that click
2: one. Click on that. The last one.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, so do you,
2: what is that? Something about an elephant or something.
0: I just click it then, I guess, I don't mm-hmm. know. Do We should be able to get to pick what you want to draw. I know it. Maybe that's where you put the prompt in. Maybe now we're on the drawing part. I
2: have a feeling a few years from now, this stuff's going to be all mainstream. We won't have to ask all these questions.
0: Yeah, we'll just be able to think it.
2: Okay. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, that's great.
2: <laughs> looks uh, like the poster in John Bird's bedroom, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. It <laughs> is, I'm sure he's got velvet and it had that glowing part at the top
1: of the head.
0: Type in draw a, a generate a John Bird. <laughs> oh god. Unless
1: if it gets I'll do it my likeness,
0: I'm leaving. Hmm. Let's see what a John Bird looks like.
1: I'm an actor. I'm a scientist. I'm an astronomer. Yes, I am all those things. I'm a social entrepreneur. Generate
0: a photo. Ge- generate a picture of Black George Washington. Thanks. AI. If this is AI, yeah. AI sucks. Yeah. Like this is not at all what I thought AI was going to be.
1: But well, they want you to think AI.
2: Wants you to think it sucks. Same. Okay. Um, Draw a picture of a box. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I mean, this is dumb. Let's just ask it a question for information and see what it gives us.
0: So ask this question. Was Donald Trump a good president?
2: Question
1: mark. Uh, You've got humans reviewing it.
0: No, this is the computer. Elections are complex topics with a fast-changing information. To make sure we have the latest and most accurate information, try Google search. This is stupid. This is stupid. Get them to ask about
1: Biden and see if it does the same yeah, thing. Same if thing. It does, just put then.
0: Okay. But okay. is Joe Biden a good president? I don't. Sure. It, this can't be what AI is. It can't be.
1: Okay. Same answer. All right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Well, I guess, uh,
0: whatever. Um, (laughs) who uh, owns the Federal Reserve? Let's see if they'll be honest on that front. Nope. Mm -hmm.
2: No simple answer. I like that.
0: Yeah. That old gag. We know who it is. Yeah. Anyway.
2: Um, so when
0: people do, uh, when people d- do these pictures, and it's like AI generated pictures, how do they do that? need to go to TikTok.
1: <laughs> 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 That's what I do. I make me a little picture.
4: No, but I'm
0: saying like it'll be a picture of like there's a game coming up. It's the Lions versus the Packers, mm-hmm. and they're like generate a picture of a of a. Lions player stepping on the head of a Green Bay Packer player, and it'll generate a photo of it. Like, how are they doing that? What's the website?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think the private sector has gotten involved, so there are several websites.
0: All right, let's Google generate AI images and see. Um, Chat GPT. Can we use Chat GPT on here? Or is that an Apple thing? It's an
2: app let me see.
0: Let's see if it'll just let us straight go to it.
2: Uh, it's oh God, sign we got to. S-
0: yeah, just oh, sign up man. with Jumbird's information. No, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
0: fine. <laughs> or sign up with mine. I don't care. Right. I think Chat GPT is going to be the way to go. And just use my normal password. Um, I think that's probably where people I- get most of their stuff. Oh God, you got to put, um, put. Your Wi-Fi password from the shop. I'll remember that. Gotcha. Because I don't. <laughs> Just help me remember that I did that.
2: That's not 12. I got one.
0: Yeah, you. whatever you got to do. I'll, if I got to change it, I got to change it. I'll probably never use this again.
2: That's not 12, apparently. Okay. Come on, crazy. There we go.
0: There it is. All right. All right. Now we can go back to the screen. Verify your email. Uh, I'll do that here. uh, I got you. Okay. I got you, bro. Uh, This
1: feels like we're going into the dark web.
0: This is going to be fine, John Bird. We're going to be fine. Uh, Verifying and we are verified. So it should prompt you to do something now. I think... Or try it over here. Maybe refresh it.
2: Okay. Ah, oh, jeez. edge put it
0: in there. Put Andrew McClain. Right. D- it'll be, it's going to be fine. Joe Smith. 8 5 8 5 8 5 8 5 8 5 8 5 j j j j j j j
2: all right. All right. Okay, Here we go. Let's go. All
0: right.
2: Message chat GPT.
0: Draw a picture of Donald Trump boxing with Joe Biden. That's yeah. good. It's a good yeah. start. It's a good I think, start.
1: I think that'll probably work. Oh my god. Okay. I can't create or display images.
0: So I, I don't. I don't know how people do it. I don't. I just don't.
2: You got to ask it like data questions. Like yeah, I, write, me write me a story about.
0: Write me a story about a radio host named Andrew McClain with his dog John Bird. <sighs> No, change dog to chihuahua.
2: I don't know how to spell chihuahua. Chihuahua.
1: Chihuahua. That's how I remember
0: Ch- it. C H I, huah, huah. <laughs> hua hua, That. Yeah, that's perfect. I wait, wait, that. Check wait. You, what, check it. You check put
2: chihuahua. <laughs> what is it now? <laughs> hua. H U A.
0: A chihuahua is a private part. Oh. Chihuah,
2: what
0: chihuahua. Chahaha. <laughs> is that it no how do you just click it it's giving you the the (laughs) it gives you that wasn't it oh my god all right let let me read this here's the title it's andrew mcclain and john bird waves and uh, waves of adventure oh in the heart of the bustling city of new orleans amidst the uh, miss the jazz infused streets and the vibrant thrum of life (laughs) <laughs> there existed a small, somewhat peculiar radio station known to the locals as WAVE. W-A-V-E. Uh, this wasn't just any radio station. It was the sanctuary of Andrew McLean, a radio show host whose voice was familiar to the residents of the Mississippi River itself. Andrew wasn't alone in his auditory adventures. By his side was a loyal and unusually opinionated chihuahua, John Byrd. <laughs> Andrew had rescued John Bird from a local shelter three years ago. And since then, the tiny dog with a personality as large as the Superdome wow. had become not just a pet, but a co host. <laughs> Listeners would often tune in just to hear John Bird's timely barks, which Andrew skillfully interpreted into witty comments or sage advice, much to the amusement and wonder of his audience. Their show. Which is called Andrew and John Bird's Morning Waves, <laughs> had become a staple of New Orleans mornings. From discussing the best gumbo in town to serious topics like hurricane preparedness, Andrew's soothing voice and John Bird's spirited interjections made a perfect blend. <laughs> it wasn't just the topics that drew the crowd, it was the undeniable bond between man and dog, Aww. a bond that seemed to encapsulate the spirit of the city itself resilient, joyful, and deeply connected to its roots. One particular morning, as the first light of dawn crept over the horizon and into the studio, Andrew and John Bird found themselves at the helm of an unexpected adventure. The topic of the day was the unsung heroes of New Orleans, a tribute to the everyday people making a difference in the community. Wow. College flooded the line, sharing stories of neighbors, friends, and even strangers who had impacted their lives. It was during this broadcast that a shy, quivering voice came through the speakers. A young girl named Lila, no older than 10, shared the story of her missing dog, Rosie. Rosie wasn't just a pet. She was Lila's lifeline, a service dog who helped navigate the challenges of autism. The despair of <laughs> Lila's voice struck a chord with Andrew, and without a second thought, he knew what they needed to do. Turning to John Bird who seemed to sense the gravity of the situation. (laughs) Andrew made an impromptu decision. Folks, he announced, today's show is taking a little detour. John Byrd and I are going on a mission to find Rosie. Stay tuned and let's bring this hero home. What followed was an outpouring of support from the community. Tips and sightings flooded in, leading Andrew and John Byrd across the city from the French Quarter's colorful streets to the serene parks lining Lake uh, Pont Puncher train?
1: Punch train, yeah. Like punch
0: punch train. train. Throughout the day, listeners were kept updated with live broadcasts, the search becoming a collective effort that united the city. As the sun began to set, casting a golden hue over the city, a tip led them to a small tucked away garden in the heart of the Garden District. There, amidst the flowers and the fading light, they found Rosie, tired and scared but otherwise unharmed. The reunion between Lila and Rosie broadcast live was a moment of pure joy, a testament to the power of community and the unbreakable bond between humans and their pets. Andrew McLean and John Byrd returned to the studio that evening. Heroes in their own right. But for Andrew, the adventure had, uh, had offered something more. A reminder of the impact of kindness, the strength of community, and the extraordinary journey of a man and his chihuahua Riding the waves <laughs> of adventure together, one broadcast at a time.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good. No, that's good. Yeah.
0: That's real.
1: It is. I mean, oh, it's man. it's really good. It puts you at ease. We that,
0: could. Uh, we need to add this to the wheel of segments. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, that's actually because you pretty could probably
1: good. say short story. Yeah, yeah, would, yeah. It would give you a. All
0: right, so let let's let's uh, John Bird pick a pick a story. And so you're going to say, give me a short story about. Okay. Give me a short
1: story. About. Tell the camera. Eating corn with no teeth. <laughs> Let's see it do something now.
0: <laughs> it's gonna say. I'm, 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 I'm. In the small da- dappled dapples <laughs> village of Cornfield Meadows, there lived an elderly gentleman known affectionately as Grandpa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Joe was a man of simple pleasures with a love for storytelling, a passion for gardening, and an unyielding affection for corn. However, time had marched on, leaving Grandpa Joe with a smile devoid of teeth. A detail that he did little. To, that, a, a detail that did little to dampen his spirits, but quite a bit to challenge his dietary preferences. Corn season was Grandpa Joe's favorite time of the year. He would spend <laughs> hours in his garden tending to his beloved corn plants, whispering words of encouragement as they stretched towards the sun. When harvest time arrived, the village would come alive with the aroma of fresh corn a scent that made Grandpa Joe's heart swell with joy and his mouth water with anticipation. Despite the enthusiasm, Grandpa Joe faced quite a unique dilemma. How to enjoy his prized corn without the aid of teeth. Undeterred, (laughs) he embarked on a quest to find a solution, a quest that soon became the talk of the village. What the hell? (laughs) One sunny afternoon, Grandpa Joe sat on his porch, a ripe ear of corn in his hands, a twinkle of determination in his eye, he had devised a plan with the patience of a saint and the precision of a craftsman. He carefully sliced the kernels off the cob, collecting them into a bowl. But he didn't stop there. Grandpa <laughs> Joe, with a life, lifetime of culinary adventures behind him, decided to transform his predicament into an opportunity for creativity. He smashed the kernels gently, creating a soft golden mixture to which he added a dollop of butter a sprinkle of salt, and a whisper of pepper. Then, with the care of an artist, he spooned the mixture into a plate, creating little corn cakes that looked as delightful as they were bound to taste. As the first spoonful of (laughs) corn uh, corn cake touched his tongue, Grandpa Joe's eyes lit up with joy. The sweet, buttery flavor of the corn burst forth, mingling with the subtle hints of salt and pepper, creating a symphony... (laughs) of taste that danced across his palate. Uh, it was, in every sense, a triumph. Word of Grandpa Joe's in- ingenious solution spread throughout corn meadows like wildfire. Neighbors, friends, and even strangers from nearby villages began to drop by, curious to taste Grandpa Joe's famous corn cakes. <laughs> Each visit turned into a celebration with laughter and stories shared around Grandpa Joe's table, a testament to his spirit's integrity. Ingenuity, should I say. In the end, Grandpa Joe's summer of corn became legendary. <laughs> Not only had he found a way to what? enjoy his beloved corn without teeth, but he also brought his community together, creating bonds that would last a lifetime. And so in the heart of cornfield meadows, Grandpa Joe's corn cakes became more than just a culinary delight. They became a symbol of resilience, innovation, and the simple joys of life
1: that's impressive I hate AI <laughs> and I want to challenge chat GPT I'm going to write a story I want you guys to come up with something for me to write a story about and next time we do a podcast you're going to see what real true creative writing is not this feel good mamby pamby stuff they want you to feel good as they tighten that grip around your brain
2: okay fair enough Well, if if anybody out there has kids, you probably don't want them to go to college for writing and get a degree because this thing can work its magic in seconds. God,
0: Can you imagine like if you're in school and you got to write an essay and there's this, you have to do no work whatsoever.
4: That's I actually, crazy I know
2: someone in software they were doing a class and uh I'm not going to say much, but they were using chat GPT or something to write their codes for them and it took them seconds to do what should normally take like a month
0: you don't even have to go to school for being a doctor anymore like type type in diagnose uh tummy ache uh yeah tummy ache or something and just see what it says Is
2: that high? Right.
0: yeah. okay no it's telling you how to diagnose it i was i was like uh, uh, but you could probably if you gave a specific side uh, a specific illness it would give you a an explanation just like a doctor would and you could just pretend to be a doctor all
1: right ask it this question what color is my hair Bet it won't get that
0: try it see what happens gonna give
1: some excuse
0: look it's still giving us a
1: a medical history that's <laughs>
0: It's still going. Bull on the, crap. Look at that. Stop it. Yeah, just stop it and then uh-huh. go with a new one. Okay. Fast. It, yeah, it says it can't provide that. Doesn't yeah. know. Okay. Well, that's fascinating. Fair yeah. enough. I think we can uh I think we can do some stuff.
2: What if we see we can't I was thinking, what if we do should have it tell us a short story about how Donald Trump came and saved the country and beat the globalists.
0: Do it. Okay Do it right now Okay Let's just see what it says And so, Yeah, put, write a short story Write a short story about How Donald Trump Saved America from the globalists
4: mm-hmm. They
1: gonna get our IP address
0: Oh, they already got it, cuz I mean, we're literally doing a show Giving them everything they need We're already on the list, cuz in a world buzzing with the rapid exchange of information and the ever-growing debate between nar- nationalism and globalism, a figure like Donald Trump certainly sparks... A- oh, it's telling us it's not going to do it. Oh, it's giving us a warning. It says, what? a figure like Donald Trump certainly sparks diverse narratives. Let's craft a fictional tale that weaves these elements together, focusing on a theme of unity and resolution that uh, transcends political divides. Yeah, You want me to read it? Sneaky, sneaky, I would. Once upon a time, in a not-so-distant future, America found itself at a crucial crossroads. This global stage was set with challenges that no single nation could face alone, yet the spirit of unity was frayed by the sharp edges of ideology and ambition. Enter Donald Trump, a figure synonymous with controversy, yet undeniable central to the American narrative. After years of tumultuous politics and polarizing debates, Trump found himself contemplating the legacy he wished to leave behind. It was during the period of introspection that a new threat emerged when they did not d- discriminate by borders, beliefs, or social standing, a threat that could be potentially could potentially bring humanity to its knees. This challenge was not a nation or an ideology but a crisis of unprecedented, global scale affecting the environment and economies oh. worldwide. As countries turned inward, focusing on national interest, the crisis worsened, creating a cascade of consequences that threatened to unravel the very fabric of global society. Seeing that the world was on the brink, Trump experienced a revelation. He realized that the strength of America lay not in isolation, but in its ability to lead united and inspire with this newfound perspective he embarked on a mission to transform the vision his vision from america first to america as a beacon of unity <laughs> he began by opening the southern border yeah i mean <laughs>
1: god come on
4: oh
0: no we got to keep going leveraging his unparalleled knack for communication trump initiated a series of dialogues with leaders around the world employing his unique blend of of persuasion, negotiation, and at times, brash diplomacy. His message was clear. To overcome the crisis, nations needed to transcend their differences and work together, not as adversaries competing for dominance, but as allies sharing a common destiny. The road was not easy. Skepticism and resistance met Trump's efforts at every turn. But through a combination of relentless determination, strategic, alliances, and a few unexpected acts of vulnerability that humanized him to his global audience, Trump began to turn the tide. He championed a new initiative, the Global Unity Framework, designed not to erode national sovereignty, but to celebrate it within cooperative global context. The initiative focused on shared goals, stabilizing the global economy, implementing sustainable environmental practices and fostering technological innovations that benefited all of humanity. To the surprise of many, the initiative gained momentum. Countries that were once rivals in the global stage found common ground, recognized that in unity there was strength and in cooperation there was progress. The crisis that had seemed insurmountable began to recede. In a new era of global relations dawned, Trump's role in fostering this unity became a defining moment in his legacy. He had not only saved America from the great threat of globalism in the eyes of his supporters. You say it's like globalism is not real, but in the eyes of his supporters. Uh, He had not only saved America from the threat of globalism in the eye of his supporters, but he had redefined what it meant to be a global leader in the modern age. By steering a nation to lead through cooperation rather than dominance, Trump helped (laughs) to forge a world where the lines between us and them blurred into a collective weak. And then at the end it says, in our story, Trump's journey from nationalism to a unifying global leadership serves as a narrative of transformation and hope, emphasizing the power of change and the potential for unity in addressing the challenges that we face, uh, humanity faces as a whole.
2: Wow, did you catch all the little sprinklings of (laughs) crap in that whole thing?
0: That was bad. That was real bad. Mm -hmm. They're like, be nice, Mr. Trump. Be nice to everybody. Oh, man. What a crock, dude. Okay, so I don't like this again. Uh, But I think it would be good on the radio to maybe get a suggestion or suggestions from the audience and have it... Give us a story, and then we can turn around and read it on the airways because it translates audio-wise.
2: I do know that South Park, the show, did one show where they had AI write the end of the show or half of the show, mm. and the show's about chat GPT, actually.
0: Interesting. You think they use chat GPT at the White House?
1: Oh, I'm sure they do. In order Everybody
2: to... loves AI. It's
0: great. Well, I mean, to get Joe Biden's speeches off the ground.
1: Nobody listened to me back in the day.
0: <laughs> it is a little freaky. I ain't going to lie. told
1: them. I told them. Nobody listened.
2: Okay, I got been... to tell, tell you, though, this AI thing, just like the internet, you know, 30 years ago, it was common. we were like, oh, ever the world's going to change. In about 10 or 15 years, this stuff will all be mainstream. We will all be dealing with I think it. it's already here. No,
1: no, no. We will all be hiding in
2: bunkers <laughs> from That's the fine. humanoids. Oh, yeah. You watch. You watch. I'm Terminator, good with
1: it. Terminator, I'm telling you.
2: Well, like James Cameron. 15, 20, 30 years ago, the internet was already here, but it wasn't here like every day walking on our phone with all this stuff. This AI thing is going to be so fast, and eventually, in the next you know five, ten years or whatever, all the kids are going to be using it, and you know there's really no stopping it, just regulating it. You know exactly. Mm.
0: I don't know, man. I'm
1: depressed now.
0: Hey, look at the bright side. At least your president gets you know naps every day actually you he know what president. you know what uh they apparently are putting him in sneakers to keep him from falling up the short stairs on Air Force 1 <laughs> yeah i heard that no uh, they were they were talking about it on fox news this morning actually yeah there it is yeah, right there yeah, I found this it. is from Fox News this morning, and they had their their lady at the White House. Listen to this. This is Recently, fascinating. the
3: president and the White House have been trying to sort of play off the president's age as an asset and play up his experience. Uh, but when he was boarding Air Force One to head to California at Joint Base Andrews, he had a little bit of a stumble on the stairs, uh, heading, up, heading up the stairs onto Air Force One, and he was wearing these dress shoes that we haven't seen him in as much recently. They've been putting him in sneakers uh, because we had noticed that every time he's wearing the dress shoes seems to be when he is having issues on the stairs. Uh, But he wore those shoes and had a little bit of a stumble going up the stairs. So we will be watching to see if he switches out, switches back to the brand new black hokas that uh, he was spotted wearing in Delaware this past Uh, weekend, guys. You would think his team would put, you know, some sort of a grip on those stairs and put him in different shoes.
1: Well, Jackie, and those were the shorter stairs because I I, I think he used to do the full flight and the White House changed that to the, the
2: version right can't somebody just carry him up the stairs <laughs> i think
3: that's an image that no one wants to see um yeah. but, you know typically they have him so the
0: um this was uh, the fact that they've got him entering air force one through the luggage compartment <laughs> it's like i'm assuming that's what they do they just he just has to navigate through the baggage and then get up to the top of the plane
2: I I'm did see you. that meme where they had the uh stair thing going up yeah. on the side where it yeah. carried him up. That was good. Did I
0: show you that? I posted that on Twitter. Yeah. Remember we talked about mm-hmm. it? Yeah. It was uh it was pretty good. Uh what mine, I stole it. Like I do everything on Twitter. Uh the other thing we talked about today, John Bird, was mm-hmm. Commander, the dog of Joe Biden, mm-hmm. the German shepherd. Yep. Who is apparently bitten had had twenty, what did I say, twenty five biting Something incidents. Like that. Uh, since Biden's been in office. And it's like, what's going on? I know what's going on, by the way. You've got a dog. Dogs are what? Protective of what? Their owner. Mm -hmm. And when the owner is feeble and can't take care of himself, a dog can sense that. And since Joe Biden is constantly surrounded Ah. by Secret Service agents, the dog feels like his owner is under threat and is trying to protect his owner. So it's not the dog's fault.
2: That's it's the, the old man. explanation I've ever yes, heard it is. That's exactly Bravo. what it
0: is And huh. It took 25 bites Even the women of The View were talking about this And they were like oh it's not that big a deal It's just a dog Just get out of the dog's way So dumb Yeah play this for us Welcome back to service... crap just released... What the hell's going on with her a hair Biden, A Biden family member <laughs> who's caused a lot of controversy at the White House. Yeah. Their dog. His name is Commander. The report found that there were at least, this is a lot, this is
2: a lot, 24 <laughs> incidents of him biting folks. She looks like she's gotta go to the bathroom or something. Yeah, she does. Well, it makes you wonder, wait. what did he see that nobody
4: else saw? <laughs> yeah,
2: right? Uh.
0: Uh, look, 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 look. Uh, okay. What, are you blaming the Secret uh, Service wait. agents?
3: Uh-huh. You must have is, missed the 24 bite part of this story when you oh. all <laughs> he's saying something
0: he like, oh, he's, cute. he's like, I know you got something in your pocket. Yeah,
4: we see. Seeing- I
0: don't know what it is. You can say it's your hand, but uh, let me check.
4: Yeah. And he checked, oh. and it
0: was
2: a guy's hand. I have a question for the Republicans. How yes. can we how can we blame this on Hunter Biden? <laughs>
4: There's gotta be
2: a way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she's so funny. <laughs>
0: These people, man. I know and it drives people crazy when I play them on the show, but I can't Yeah, you know, I can't help it. I, I just they are got the to, worst. Well I have to highlight the idiocy of these people. I mean, it's kind of what we do on the show. Mm-hmm. But they're awful, man. They're awful, awful.
2: Well, here's my problem. Uh we're being invaded, where dollars being worth less every day and we're talking about dogs and sneakers mm-hmm.
0: well that's what we're talking about yeah <laughs> but we do talk a lot <laughs> about the invasion so well they are, we balance yeah, it out yeah it's um i don't know man it's just we just i, I don't i don't know i don't have any world for clown world that's and what i one said of the host
2: has a what was their great grandfather was a slave owner
0: Oh, that was Sonny, Sonny Hostin. Yeah. She, she went on this show where they do like a twenty three andme me type oh, of deal. Yeah. And they go like yeah, see if you can find that on YouTube. But Sonny Hostin uh finds out she's oh, yeah. from slave owners or something. That that's it right there. Right. Uh see if Yeah, do that one. That would be perfect
2: second
0: and this is oh this must be a clip from the view where they were talking about it. they were talking about it oh there we go it plays clip yeah you can just play a whole thing or whatever it's fine here we go and
4: there we go after another
2: for her just one thing after another yeah it makes a lot more sense now
4: okay that you
2: refuse to go back to find more about my family history and it was really eye-opening Take a look. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Records in San Juan show just how tough Virginia's childhood actually was. Revealing that she lost three of her siblings before her 10th birthday. And then, in quick succession, saw both her mother and her father pass away.
3: It's horrible. It's just one thing
2: after another yeah. for her. Just one thing after another. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense now that she refused to go back. I thought they had already gotten to the good.
4: Yeah. times.
2: <laughs> you know, Nanny, come... I used to call her Nanny. Nanny, come come to Puerto Rico, you know? I'll put you up at the Ritz. She probably,
0: since this is actually um, from the view, no, she probably uh, didn't want to show that yeah. part. So, yeah. I guess... I, I don't know. Yeah, yes. I, I played it on the show. Yeah. It was... Uh, she just came back to... Find out she's a uh, she's a to slave owners in she Spain. Was
2: surprised to say the least.
0: And before we get out of here, I got to do this, okay? Mm-hmm. And I I caught a lot of heat every time I do this in the Will segments, and it just gets real downright nasty. And uh, Tony, I want you. You remember how we did the um, the professor where he, we just flashed him on the screen, but we stayed on main cam. I kind of yeah, want to do yeah, that. Yeah. The same thing with this picture. So I'll I'll read you the headline, and it says. Florida man has 150 live bugs removed from his nose, and he didn't even know they were there. So let me explain the story before we see the picture. This man was apparently handling fish or something outdoors. I don't know if the guy lived out in the some sort of you know third world village or what, but somehow he got. Fly eggs, larvae, in his nose, which then grew to bugs. And he had bugs in his nose, in his nostrils, that were some as big as the end of your pinky. God. And 150. Here's a picture of his nose real quick. Let's look at this oh, first. Man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's bad. Oh, God. Okay, okay. Cut it back. Cut it back. <laughs> but yeah. if you. JJJ. here's the <laughs> Here's the kicker. When we scroll down, the up close photo yeah, yeah. of the bugs. Oh, my God. This is what it looks like.
2: Oh, uh, God. <laughs> oh. No. It looks like a planet. Oh. Look at the. Do you see the solar flare going on? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Those things are in there,
0: too. Oh,
2: my They're packed tight. Okay, okay, okay. That's okay,
0: enough. JJ. j JJ. It says that um, if you scroll up a little bit, the doctors gave the details just down down on, under the nose. Yeah, let's get it under the nose. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the doctor told the outlet that he examined the man's nose with a camera only to discover dozens of bugs feeding on the inside of his nose and sinus cavity and shedding tissue and excrement. Oh, my God. So they were taking a dump in his nose. He said there were certain larvae inside the nose that were scurrying around and looking for places to feed. Oh. And others that had burrowed into tissue. He said he and his team tried to remove the bugs with a suction, but when that got clogged, they used a different instrument to pluck them out as those little boogers didn't want to get evicted. Oh, God. <laughs> It says uh, the operating room shows the gruesome bucks traveling or crawling inside the man's face and their stomach churning extraction. The doctor (laughs) said they were right up against the skull base, right under the brain. Had they gone through that, it could have killed the man.
2: Oh, good
1: land. That's, uh, I'm glad Rand and the podcast on it up note. That was one thing I was hoping for.
0: Well, I'm I was really thinking glad. about doing this first, and I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to like kill the podcast. And so I'll just <laughs> yeah. surprise them at the end with that. Oh, man. But, yeah, that was pretty disgusting. Yeah. I can't wait to post that on TikTok. That's going to be exciting.
1: Lovely. <laughs> Delicious.
0: Anyway, we're going to get out of here.
2: Thank you all for joining us. Tony Gump, Final Words. Uh, teach your kids something useful, and don't buy them so much crap. And one more thing is four things to a nice life: water, sunlight, sleep, and meat.
1: That's I was gonna a say.
2: A little that. diversity there. That's good. That's what I was going to say. You do those four, four things, you'll have a good life. You just do <sighs> everything else. But do those so, okay. four things.
0: Where uh, did you hear that from?
2: I came up with it myself. Nope. I've been doing years of research.
0: John Burr, where did you hear that from? I came
2: up with it myself.
0: Okay. Because Tony's been saying that for like a week. I have know? text to prove it. I've been saying it for
1: two weeks. I've got the text to prove it. Okay. We'll come up right, with something right different. Here. It's okay. Uh, okay. It's All right. <laughs> um, uh, don't pick your nose after handling fish. And wait, wait, wait.
0: Start over. Look at the camera. Because this whole podcast, you look like you're trying to hide. And it's just the angle. It's our fault, not your fault. All right, let's turn over. Look at the camera. John Bird? Yeah. John Bird, put the camera on me. Here we go. John Bird? Uh Uh-huh. John Bird. Uh Uh-huh. Final words. Yes.
1: Don't handle rotten fish and pick your nose. And always wear clean underwear. Because you never know. When you're going to be in an accident.
0: Solid. I think so. Very solid advice. Mark my words, people. <laughs> mark his words or you're going to mark. Mark them. Mark his words or you're going to mark in your underwear. That's
1: right. Skid mark. <laughs> <laughs> I kill myself so dead. All right, we're out
0: of here. See you, cuss.